Hello, beautiful people. Thank you for joining me today on the Crystal Manifestation Podcast. I'm Rebecca, and I'm going to be talking about the spiritual power that lies in your hair. The hair on top of your head, just sitting there our whole lives. And it's actually an incredible source of power and intuition and connection for us all to harness and access and connect to at any moment. And I've learned most of this knowledge from an article which I've just shared on my website. It's there for you to read at your leisure anytime you like. And um, I have not written this article. I am sharing it and passing it on because it was so beautifully written with so much wisdom and so much information just perfectly written. I felt absolutely no need to try and rewrite or put my spin on that at all. I think it's so much more important to credit the authors and share what they have spent time writing because they did a better job with their energy than I could have done for this topic. And so I was really inspired to come on the podcast today and share this article with you all and just really share this information. So a lot of these words are going to be what I've posted on my website. So you can go back and tap into that and read that information at any moment if there's something that really interests you. But I really wanted to just open the door for and for questions. Just open that door to infinite possibilities and unlimited potential and question and I invite you to just question your own beliefs and everything you have come to know and realize so far in your life because that's what I've been doing um I actually first encountered this article a few years ago last year year before something like that not too long ago but I've already read it and I thought it was amazing and incredible and we have this power in our hair on our on our head and it's just sat there and I thought it was amazing but I didn't connect to it I didn't implement any of this I didn't I carried on going to the hairdresser I carried on cutting my hair and I carried on with the same belief system but what I feel like this information did was I feel like that first encounter planted the seed I feel like it opened it gave me the key to the lock of the door and I was able to then come back to it at this at this time in my life, at this time in my human experience and my soul evolution, my soul journey. And when I read the information now, it sunk in so much deeper and it actually invited me and opened my mind to ask questions like, why did I think I had to cut my hair every three months? Who who had told me this? What why was I why did I believe that? Why did I believe that to be truth and fact? Where had that come from? Maybe things I've been told and and then actually inviting myself to ask, okay, well, I what if I question everything? What if everything I have been told was erased from my mind? What would I actually know to be truth? And then it took me on a, a journey where the layers of another another layer of societal conditioning began to come loose and shed and 
underneath it like all these questions and all these new possibilities because that's what I feel like diving into the inner work and spirituality actually does it it shapes your mind into more expansion and all these restrictions that have been placed on us originally when we grow up in society in school things that we're taught and and told is truth is actually not really what we have felt as truth for ourselves and our intuition and our gut and actually going from a place of what do I feel to be truth? What have I learned from my life experience and my wisdom so far? And if that was the only thing I knew was my intuition and what my gut and life experience told me, what I have experienced myself and what I see in my reality every day, if that was the only truth I knew, how would I be acting right now? What would I be feeling? What would I be thinking? How would I be living my life? And this is something that I am so grateful for to constantly be diving into in deeper layers like today when it really all came loose for me, this this kind of hair realization because a few weeks ago, because of the whole situation in the world right now, a lot of hairdressing salons have been closed for a very long time and they have a big, long waiting list of clients waiting to see them. So if you want to get your hair cut, usually I would previously just go into the barbers and it would take five minutes, there'd be no queue, there's no appointments, you just go in, about five five to seven pounds, um, have my hair cut five minutes and I'd just leave. And it's a super, super quick cut. I don't really have much done to it. It's really simple, in and out. I'm not really one for all this like fancy shampooing and blow drying experiences. I'm just like, just trim the ends, let's go. And so I'd already not really felt connected to spending my time or energy or money, which is energy, um, on this experience anymore because the amount of times I have left the hairdressers in tears because they cut off more hair than I'd actually wanted or asked for or they cut a style that I didn't like or asked for I didn't want it that way it's been uneven on sides for six months already and I started to feel very violated when I left the hairdressing salon this was months ago this was last year I was experiencing this a feeling of real deep violation on my body and myself and I didn't really understand why. I thought I was being quite dramatic. I'm like, oh, it's just hair. It'll grow. It'll grow. And I didn't understand why I felt this, such this like grief and this grieving reaction after I visited a hairdresser's. I thought it was just because they kept cutting a style I did not want or ask for. And it was very frustrating. But after the last time I went to the hairdresser's, I did in my mind and subconscious just say never again. And I don't know why, I didn't know at the time why, I didn't connect why that was and why I was feeling this way, but I was in tears and I just, I was like, why am I doing this? I never come out of the hairdressers happy, I would rather cut it myself, I'd rather be, have that control over how much is coming off and I felt like I'd been trying to grow my hair for so long and every time I went to the hairdressers, it was like being taken back to square one. And then I started to ask myself, okay, well, why do I think I keep needing my hair cut? So I extended my appointments to longer. So instead of three months, I would go every six months. I think, well, at least at least if they cut too much off, it won't matter so much. It'll, only be, it'll be less and I'll still have that growth. 
but it still didn't feel good. And so this appointment that I made a few weeks ago, I've been waiting a month for, month for it. So I was a little bit hesitant to cancel it when I got my intuition and gut feeling coming up saying, no, we don't want to go to the hairdressers. We don't want this appointment. No. And this is what my intuition was telling me. And I almost canceled two weeks before the appointment. And I just said, no, come on, let's just, just go. Let's just have a trim. And then your next appointment, you'll just go next year. Like that's it for this year. Just, just go once, have a refresh, you know, even it all out, get a good style and then just grow it out. You don't have to go again. We'll look after the ends. This is what I was telling myself. And so I started to trim the ends of my hair because I had split ends. And I realize now that I had almost been expecting the ends of my hair to be dry or dead or split after three months, four months, five months. I would look at the ends of my hair expecting more split ends. And therefore, isn't that a manifestation? Was I manifesting the ends of my hair to automatically go dry and split as opposed to thinking in a different way that's more of a positive, uplifting uh, manifestation, which would be, my hair is thick, my hair is luscious, my hair is healthy, my hair glows, my hair is healthy, nutritious, not nutritious, nourished. And actually then from that place, taking the care and steps, like putting almond oil on the ends at night, oiling it, massaging the scalp. These are things that we can do to, the effortlessly, really, really inexpensive things we can do to actually nourish and keep the ends of our hair healthy but I wasn't doing them and that is neglecting a part of myself and a part of my self-care and self-love I was neglecting the ends of my hair and so reading this article really took me back to all the different layers in which I had been neglecting a part of myself and not listening to my intuition when my intuition told me didn't want to go and have the ends of my hair cut And now after reading this article, I can see why I had this feeling of upset and violation when I would leave the hairdressers and this real pining and grief for the hair that I'd lost. And it wasn't me being pedantic and a little bit emotional, you know, a bit dramatic. It was my intuition telling me this was not what it needed. What was actually needed was self-care and self-love and a little bit more of attention to a part of myself. And so reading this article, I began to consider my mindset, how maybe I had been manifesting the ends of my hair to be dry. I had been neglecting a part of myself. I have surely, (laughs) surely if, if God, if universe put hair on my head, especially after 27 years, surely I should have having that hair on my head. I surely should be the one person on this whole planet who would know how to look after it and cut it. And if it was supposed to be cut, surely I would be the person who would be best to do that because it's my hair and I don't get anybody to maintain any part of my body apart from myself. I know how what is best for myself. So why was I neglecting to know what was best for my hair? And instead looking to somebody else for wisdom, looking for somebody else to advise for advice. So really reading this article was me regaining and bringing back my power. Another another area that I could bring 
the power that had been lost elsewhere back to myself and actually that knowing and that inner wisdom that if you want long hair, if you want to grow long, thick, luscious, beautiful hair, it is down to you to make that happen and nobody else. I'm not a hairdresser. We look, the more we look outside of ourselves, the more lost we get, the more caught up in what everyone says we should and shouldn't be doing. But where does the idea of having a haircut actually come from? And as I read in this article, it actually comes from a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of war and a way of suppressing people in countries that had been taken over and making them feel less than themselves. And then this caught on as fashion trends and now we all cut our hair and dye it, but actually it stems from suppression, oppression. And I find that very interesting indeed. So I'm going to actually just go forth and read this. Uh, there may be parts that I'll chip in and just ask questions or say something or add something. But for the majority, this is going to be the beautiful articles written by a range of people who I will credit in the description. So our hair fashions might just be a trend. But if we investigate, we may find that we have been depriving ourselves of one of the most valuable sources of energy for human vitality. That's a quote by Yogi Bhajan. Consider the possibility that the hair on your head is there to do more than just look good. Man is the only creature who grows longer hair on his head as he grows into adulthood. Left uncut, your hair will grow to a particular length and then stop all by itself at the correct length for you. From a yogic perspective, hair is an amazing gift of nature that can actually raise the kundalini energy, which is creative life force energy, which increases vitality, intuition, and tranquility. Why are we cutting this off? (laughs) It's just so, so incredible. So cut hair. Long ago, people in many cultures didn't cut their hair because it was a part of who they were. They were, there were no salons. Often when people were conquered or enslaved, their hair was cut as a recognised sign of slavery. It was also understood that this, was, this would serve as punishment and decrease the power of those enslaved. The bones in the forehead are porous and function to transmit light to the pineal gland, which affects brain activity, as well as thyroid and sexual hormones. Cutting bangs which cover the forehead impedes this process. When Gen... Apologies for pronunciation on names if it's wrong, but I'm going to say it's Genghis Khan, conquered China. He considered the Chinese to be very wise, intelligent people who would not allow themselves to be subjugated. He therefore required all women in the country to cut their hair and wear bangs because he knew this would serve to keep them timid and more easily controlled. Just take a moment to consider the state of China currently and how wise, intelligent people who would not allow themselves to be subjugated and now... (laughs) And now after cutting their hair, I mean, when we, when we 
stereotypically see uh, or visualize a Chinese person, we I do visualize a woman with very short bobbed hair and a, a, a fringe. You see so many Chinese women like this and it just makes me feel really, really sad that this could be where it came from. As whole tribes or societies were conquered, cut hair became so prevalent that the importance of hair was lost after a few generations and hairstyles and fashion grew to be the focus, which is just a tragic statement in itself. The science of hair was one of the first technologies given by Yogi Bhajan when he came to America. When the hair on your head is allowed to attain its full mature length, then phosphorus, calcium and vitamin D are all produced and enter the lymphatic fluid and eventually the spinal fluid through the two ducts on the top of the brain. This ionic change creates more efficient memory and leads to a greater physical energy, improved stamina and patience. Wow. I know I could definitely use extra in all of those. Yogi Bhajan explained that if you choose to cut your hair, you are not only to lose this extra energy and nourishment, but your body must then provide a great amount of vital energy and nutrients to continually regrow the missing hair. Oh my goodness, it's just depletion, pure depleting ourselves. In addition, hairs are the antennas that gather and channel the sun energy or prana to the frontal lobes, the part of the brain you use for meditation and visualization. These antennas act as conduits to bring you greater quantities of subtle cosmic energy. It takes approximately three years from the last time your hair was cut for new antennas to form at the tips of the hair. Kundalini hair care. In India, a rishi is known as a wise one who coils his or her hair up on the crown of the head during the day to energize the brain cells and then combs it down at night. A rishi knot energizes your magnetic field aura, which is your aura, and stimulates the pineal gland in the center of your brain. This activation of your pineal results in a secretion that is central to the development of higher intellectual functioning as well as sp higher spiritual perception. So Yogi Bhajan again, very wise dude. During the day, the hair absorbs solar energy, but at night it absorbs lunar energy. Keeping their hair up during the day and down at night aids in this process. Braiding your hair at night will help your electromagnetic field balance out from the day. Just absolutely endless potential here. Incredible. Split ends, which is a section that I was particularly um, interested in. Loose scattered hair can develop split ends, which is, just describes my hair loose and scattered. Instead of trimming them and losing your antennas, Yogi Bhajan recommends applying a small amount of almond oil to your hair overnight so that it can be absorbed before you wash it in the next morning. If you have long hair, see if your experience is different when it is clean and coiled at your crown or down and loose. And I found this particularly interesting because a few weeks ago I was actually very drawn to buying almond oil for no apparent reason in um, the supermarket. So when I read that, I just thought, oh, you know, in, intuitively guided in many, many ways. I mean, how much are we all 
being guided by our intuition for things that we don't even know are yet to come in our lives. Wet hair. One year after winter solstice, when Yogi Bajan was sitting in our living room with wet hair, he explained that he was drying it before putting it up in order to avoid a headache. When you put your hair up wet, it will tend to shrink and tighten a bit and even break as it dries. A better idea is to occasionally take the time to sit in the sun and allow your clean, wet hair to dry naturally and absorb some extra vitamin D. Yogis recommend shampooing the hair every 72 hours or more frequently if the scalp has sweats a great deal. It can also be beneficial to wash your hair after being upset to help the process the emotions. And it's very good um, going into water for energetic cleansing too. So this is completely in alignment with this. Yogis also recommend using a wooden comb or brush for combing your hair as it gives a lot of circulation and stimulation to the scalp. Wood does not create static electricity which causes a loss of the hair's energy to the brain. You can comb it and it goes into detail about how you can brush your hair in a certain way to relieve from tiredness and have a healthy menstrual cycle and good eyesight and maintain youth in females and how if you're bald or bald balding the lack of hair energy can be counteracted with more meditation which is just fascinating and if you have silver strands in your hair it's um increases it's an increase in the vitamins of and energy flow to compensate for aging. When a great poet who found God within himself tried to meet a friend on a steamership, the friend didn't recognize him and so wrote him a letter. We were on the same steamer, but I didn't recognize you, Tegor said. I was there, his friend said. I understand you are now a God-realized man and I would like to know what your first action was when you became aware of the oneness in all, Tegor said. When I realised the oneness of all, I threw my shaving kit into the ocean. I gave up my ego and surrendered to nature. I wanted to live in the form that my creator has given me. When humans allow their hair to grow, they are welcoming the maturity, the responsibility of being fully grown and fully powerful. This is why you will find grace and calmness in a person with uncut hair from birth, if it is kept well. The creator has a definite reason for giving you hair. It is said that when you allow your hair to grow to its full length and coil it on the crown of your head, the energy, pranic life force, is drawn down your spine. To counteract that downward movement, the kundalini life energy rises to create balance. In Yogi Bhajan's words, your hair is not there by mistake. It has a definite purpose, which saints will discover and other men will laugh at. Devar Kalsa trains kundalini yoga teachers and teaches kundalini yoga in South Florida. It is reported in one of the articles that a woman who is married to a licensed psychologist who worked at the VA medical hospitals treating combat veterans from that had served in the Vietnam War. She said, I remember clearly an evening when my husband came back to our apartment on Dr. Circle carrying a thick official looking folder in his hands. Inside were hundreds of pages of certain studies commissioned by the government. He was in shock from the contents. What he read in those documents completely changed his life. From that moment on, my conservative middle-of-the-road husband grew his hair and beard and never cut them again. 
What is more, the VA Medical Center let him do it, and other very conservative men in the staff followed his example. As I read the documents, I learned why. It seems that during the Vietnam War, special forces in the War Department had sent undercover experts to comb American Indian reservations looking for talented scouts, for tough young men trained to move stealthily through rough terrain. They were especially looking for men with outstanding, almost supernatural tracking abilities. Before being approached, these carefully selected men were extensively documented as experts in tracking and survival. With the usual enticements, the well-proven smooth phases used to enroll new recruits, some of these Indian trackers were then enlisted. Once enlisted, an amazing thing happened. Whatever talents and skills they had possessed on the reservation seemed to mysteriously disappear as recruit after recruit failed to perform as expected in the field. Serious casualties and failures of performance led the government to contract expensive testing of these recruits, and this is what they found. When questioned about their failure to perform as expected, the older recruits replied consistently that when they received their required military haircuts, they could no longer sense, sense in brackets, sense the enemy. They could no longer access a sixth sense or their intuition was no longer reliable. They couldn't read subtle signs as well or access subtle extrasensory information. So the testing institute recruited more Indian trackers and they let them keep their hair long. They tested them in multiple areas. They would then pair the two men who had had received the same scores on all tests. They would let one man in the pair keep his hair long and gave the other a military haircut. Then the two men retook the test and time after time, the man with the long hair kept making high scores. Time after time, the man who had had the haircut failed the test in which he had previously scored high scores. So typical tests include really vital things like sleeping out in the woods, enemy approaches a sleeping man, the the long-haired man is awakened out of sleep by a strong sense of danger, gets away before the enemy is close, long before any sounds from the approaching enemy are audible. In another version of this text, test, the long-haired man senses an approach and somehow intuitively knows that the enemy will perform a physical attack. He follows his sixth sense and stays still, pretending to be asleep, but quickly grabs the attacker and kills him as the attacker reaches down to strangle him. The same man, after having passed these these other tests and other tests, then received a military haircut and consistently failed these tests and many other tests that he had previously passed. So the document recommended that all Indian trackers be exempt from military haircuts. In fact, it required that the trackers kept their hair long. Can just, like, I am just, the government knows the power of us not cutting our hair. That is, that's the thing, isn't it? The higher forces leading our society well, what appears to be leading our society from the surface level, knows the power in us keeping our hair long and not cutting it. They know about six senses and what is what our real true potential of the, each human is. 
and they know how to get rid of it from each one of us. And just that, just question why you would, why anyone knowing this information would want to lose their internal guidance system and the thing that keeps them safe and guides them. The mammalian body has evolved for over millions of years. Survival skills of human and animal at times seem almost supernatural. Science is constantly coming up with more discoveries about the amazing abilities of man and animal to survive. Each part of the body has highly sensitive work to perform for the survival and well-being of the body as a whole. The body has a reason for every part of itself. Just that, the body has a reason for every part of itself. Hair is an extension of the nervous system. It can be correctly seen as exteriorized nerves. Cutting off our nerves, man. A type of highly evolved feelers and antennae that transmit vast amounts of important information to the brain stem, the limbic system and the neocortex. Not only does hair in people, including facial hair in men, provide an information highway reaching the brain, hair also emits energy. The electromagnetic energy emitted by the brain into the outer environment This has been seen in Killian photography. When a person is photographed with long hair and then re-photographed after the hair is cut. When hair is cut, receiving and sending transmissions to and from the environment are greatly hampered. This results in numbing out. Cutting of hair is a contributing factor to unawareness of environmental distress in local ecosystems. It is also a contributing factor to insensitivity in relationships relationships of all kinds. It contributes to sexual frustration. So in conclusion, in searching for solutions for the distress in our world, it may be time for us to consider that many of our most basic assumptions about reality are in error. It may be that a major part of the solution is looking at us in the face each morning when we see ourselves in the mirror. Nature. Put every hair on your body for a reason. And just to consider that. Every hair is there for a reason. I know as a woman, it's been a journey to accept uh, that. Just that. Because we are so brainwashed our whole lives into thinking we should look like anything other than our natural selves. So it goes, says here, the, the hair of the legs regulates the glandular system and stabilizes a person's electromagnetic field. The hair under the armpits protects the very sensitive area where the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems come together. This affects the brain and your energy level. Eyebrows protect the eyes from sun and sweat. Facial hair on men covers the moon center on the chin and protects them from excessive moon energy. The hair on top of the head is very long, while the hair on the body is short. If it were only for warmth, the hair on the body would be as long also. 
we only have long hair right over the brain. We are practically the only creatures designed this way. Hair is your antenna to receive a picture of the subtle world around you, to tell when people are lying, to feel things before they happen. The natural intelligence of the body is to maintain its hairs. If you allow the hair on your head to grow undisturbed, it will grow to a certain length required by your body and then it will stop. Perhaps you've noticed how the Sikhs who do not cut their hair, that hair length is different for each person. Each body has its own requirement. The hair also reflects the health of the individual. And I know this is something that a few months ago I was very inspired by a spiritual lady who I was considering training with and one day in a video I saw her hair for the first time and I was shocked. I was shocked at how bad it looked and at how how dry and brittle and dead the ends were and I remember thinking something isn't right. Something's not right here. And on the surface and face value, she is successful and healthy and intuitive and talking to angels and guides. And I have no doubt that that is truth. However, when our hair is breaking and brittle at the ends, it is, it is part of us dying off early. And now after reading this article, it really makes me question and notice and acknowledge my intuition for noticing that and thinking, oh, something's not right. And then also question if that is a part that our hair is an extension of ourselves, then what is that saying? What is that here to show us? This article goes on for a little bit more and a little bit more detail. And I... I'm going to leave it up there. If you want to go and read a little bit more, you can head over to my website and it will be on my blog page. And I really want to thank you for staying tuned in this long, if you have stayed this long listening. Um, I find this kind of knowledge and wisdom really fascinating and really expansive to read and hear about because, like I've said before, We are brought up believing and thinking certain things and being told that this is a certain way to be. And then when we find out knowledge and wisdom that contradicts that, it can be very healthy for our own human experience and soul growth to question the beliefs that we already have and the way we already feel and go about our lives. And so through me sharing this, this is just an invitation for you to question why you do certain things and what is really serving you and maybe even invite you to just tap into your intuition and if any of this resonates with you dig a little deeper and see where your intuition has actually been trying to guide you because that is always my intention to empower and inspire you to connect to your soul in yourself you have all the answers within you you will always guide yourself in the right direction to the right place and doing the right things for you and no one else should interfere or change that 
you are your own best teacher. And so I really hope you enjoyed this podcast today. It was a little bit different to what I expected, but it was exactly what it was supposed to be. Divine timing and (laughs) divine guidance. And I shall see you in another episode. Thank you so much for listening. Lots of love. Have a lovely, lovely, beautiful day. Adios, amigo.